This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. We need to be fresh in the spirit, but also in our appearance too. Like I said, our outward needs to match the inward. If I say, come to you with a very grumpy face, you know, it's like just like as if someone died, and you're like, how are you? I'm like, the joy of the Lord is my strength, brother. I am so excited. I am jumping for joy right now. God is so good. You'd be like, you're a liar, right? <laughs> At the same time, if I'm, you know, taking my wife out on a special dinner, and I go out in flip-flops and in my jammies, you'd be like, dude, do you even love your wife? Similarly, man, like smell good, look good. Let the joy of the Lord really be, you know, shown in the way you live. Matthew chapter 6, verse 17, Jesus says, When you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. That your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who's in secret. And your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. You know, I'm not saying get into shape and look good and go spend all your money. But I'm saying that live with the joy that God's given you. Live with the freedom that God's given you. Live with the realization that one day you're going to breathe your last and you're going to die. And so live with the joy of of the blessings that God's given you. You know, uh, some of you guys, I know you need to, you know, go go to a stylist and get a haircut and something like that. Do that, do that. Do that this week. You know, uh, shave your beard, shape it, you know, get some new deodorant and uh, yeah, get, get some new clothes if you have to. And again, don't go broke doing this. God's not saying like, you know, go into debt doing this. But he's saying, this is honoring to God when you celebrate life that he has given you. And then it gets a little bit more personal over here, man. Um, verse 9, enjoy the life with your wife whom you love all the days of your vain life that he has given you under the sun. Because that is your portion in life and in your toil in which you toil under the sun. Enjoy your life with your wife that you love all the days of your vain life. This life, habel, vapor, short, have a blast while it lasts. Enjoy the wife that you love. Now, while um, actually I spent most of my time this week on this one verse, praying for the church, praying for myself, praying for some of the conversations that Uh, I've had to have in the past couple of years of doing ministry. Enjoy your life with the wife that you love. You see, Solomon, if you read the Song of Solomon, he talks about the wife of his youth that he loved so dearly. Man, he stayed up all night talking to her. You know, he was willing to travel across cities and towns to be able to go get a glimpse of her. And now he's speaking out of experience after trying to have a blast with thousand women. You can hear almost a painful, sorrowful cry of saying, hey, listen, those of you listening to me, have a blast while it lasts. Enjoy the wife that you love. And hold her dear. Hold her close to you. Enjoy the wife that you, that, that, that you love. Um, two questions. I don't want to go off on a rabbit trail with this. Um, but these are very genuine questions. As you read this verse, you probably uh, are asking yourself this in your spirit. What if I do not love my wife anymore? In this two months, again, I don't want to go off on a rabbit trail, but I think this is very important. In these two months, one of the things that's taken a huge toll is marriages. Spouses aren't used to being in such close proximity all day long for so long. And it's definitely um, caused fights, irritation, frustration, uh, maybe even the thought or the talk even of divorce. What if I don't love my wife anymore? Uh, If you are the husband that's asking this question, I want to ask you this question. 
Um, do you not love your wife anymore because of a sinful pursuit, lust, or an affair? Um, statistics say that 56% of divorces are related to porn or out of control sexual behavior. And it's quite possible that if you're falling out of love with your wife, it's because you have your eyes on a yard that's not yours and you think the grass is green on the other side. Don't forget that your wife at one point was that grass that was green on the other side. And what happened to her? You happened to her. Don't do that to someone else. What if you feel like, I love my spouse, but I don't feel like my spouse loves me back anymore. And this is really hard. Um, statistics once again say that 76% of couples learn to fall back in love if they stick it out. And they say it can take up to five years. Marriages go through cycles. And I've noticed that I've been married for 10 years. And uh, thankfully, God's given me insight into other people's marriages to be able to see what happens. Uh, I try to keep my marriage as genuine as I can uh, before you with my wife. And I'll tell you that it's possible in 10 years um, for my wife and I to grow apart. But I know that when you stick it out, you learn to fall in love again. And it can take some time, but um, it can, it's possible. Don't give up. And if you're that spouse that feels like, I don't feel loved, I don't feel appreciated, I don't feel like my spouse finds me attractive anymore, I'd like for you to take what we just saw in the past few verses, or in the past verse, those few things that he says, and begin to apply it. I'm not saying this is the answer to all marital problems. Wear good clothes, smell good, take care of yourself. And I've noticed that when my wife does that, it definitely gets my attention. And it's quite possible that when you give up on yourself, it's quite possible for your spouse to give up on you too. I'm not saying that that's okay, but if you're still fighting for your marriage, take a hold of your life, because I believe that joy attracts joy. You know, when you're living in confidence, when you're living in who God's called you to be, when you realize that you're living in the hands of God and nothing is out of His hands, when you realize that you're given a life and you've got a few days to live, and you live with the freedom that God's given you, it will attract those that are looking for that freedom. And if that's you that's going through this marital struggle, um, you might want to even consider speaking to a marriage counselor and getting the help that you need. But the Bible tells us that have a blast while it lasts. Couples, when you go back home or after we're done with this message, man, give your spouse a big hug. If you're a person that enjoys wine, drink a good glass of wine. You know, do something special this week to... You know, well, I said, when you go home, guys, come on. We're, we're in church now. We're in church now. No. Um, you know, again, this doesn't have to cost you money. You know, some of the most... Um, some of the most meaningful things have been when I was... when I was very transparent and honest with my wife about my own weaknesses. And again, I don't want to ramble into this, but husbands... I don't claim to be an expert, but something that I've noticed in Christian marriages, it doesn't matter if you've been together for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. If you're living as strangers in the same room, that's not marriage. 
wives. God created them. God brought them to be a helper. And yes, the Bible says, women, wives, submit to your husbands as you know, unto the Lord. But that submission comes when husbands are willing to be honest and love their wives as Christ loves the church. And sometimes it takes husbands to be vulnerable, to say, hey, I'm feeling lonely. Hey, man, I feel depressed right now. And wives, man, they love caring for their husbands. They love nurturing. So anyways, uh, as I was praying this morning, I felt like that was something that was a word for a couple somewhere, maybe not here, maybe at home, maybe somewhere around the world. But if you, your marriage is on the rocks, the Word of God says, enjoy your life while it lasts. Have a blast with the wife that you love, with the spouse that you love. And then he says, enjoy your work. Enjoy your work. Verse 10, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. For there's no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol in the place of death to which you're going. One day you're going to die. And when you die, guess what? You can't jump in your car and go to work smelling good, looking good, and saying, hi, Bob, and bring a box of donuts. Right? It's not going to happen. So while you go to work, have a pep in your step. Be happy even if your boss is a jerk. Right? And if you're working for a church and your pastor is really hard to get along with, sorry, guys. I know it's been hard to work with me. Have joy because one day you're going to be dead. And have this opportunity that God's given you, you know, as a blessing. You know, Ravi Zacharias passed away a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he was a preacher from India who's traveled the world and did an amazing, phenomenal job. And when he passed away, it really kind of spun me off a little bit, man, because uh, he really helped me feel the gospel. Because I knew the gospel, but he was the one that helped me actually, you know, in fact, there was a, there's, a, there's a message that he preached called, What If I Don't Feel My Faith? And he helped me feel the, the embrace of Jesus. He helped me smell the, the beautiful grace of God. And when he died, it really spun me off. And, and this, while I was looking at this verse, I was like, wow, what a great guy. He ran the race well. He finished the race well. And we as believers, we need to have a blast while we last and run this race well. Because one day, your race is going to finish. You're going to hit that finish line. And it's going to be gone. So while you go to work, I know for some of you guys, you have a terrible boss. You have terrible co-workers. Uh, you, you bring ideas to the table and they shun it away. And, you know, there's a lot of strife. I'm not saying ignore it, kick it under the carpet. But rejoice that you're still alive and have a blast while it lasts because one day you're not going to be able to work. So whatever you do, do it with all your might. And this is not saying live like it's your last day. You heard that before? Live like it's your last day. Don't live like it's your last day because this was my last day. I probably wouldn't be here. I'd probably be in one of your backyards having a big grill and asking you to invite all your non-believer friends and share the gospel with them and we'll have a great big party right? I tell you guys to take a day off from work and come hang out with me. Okay, so don't live like it's your last day, but live knowing that this life wouldn't last and have a blast. Know that this life wouldn't last and have a blast, knowing that every single day is numbered by God, and while every single day you live, live it to its fullest. How do you know, how do you know when, we're coming to a close now, five minutes, how do you know when this becomes hedonism? When this becomes a sinful, fleshly pursuit. Because this is where we get stuck, right? You're like, hey man, I, I want to be able to enjoy that, but I'm scared. What if I start sinning? And then we become very pharisaical. We build fences around fences. At the same time, you don't want to go so much into sin and call it freedom where, you know, God's like, dude, that's not what I told you to do. How, where's a good balance? And in Psalm 103, in many other places in the book of Psalms, David says, bless the Lord, O my soul. 
in, in Hebrew, there's a prayer, Baruch Atah Adonai, Melech HaOlam, Blessed are you, Lord, King of the universe. Okay, I want you to learn this. Whatever you do, if it's a glass of wine, if it's bread, if it's intimacy with your spouse, if you're unable to say, Baruch Atah Adonai, Blessed are you, Lord, King of the universe. If you're not able to attribute praise to Him, that's an ungodly pursuit. Moreover, for some of you, a glass of wine might be sin. The Bible says anything that's not done in faith is sin. For some of you, that's a conscience that God's giving you. For some of you, doing what I do is going to be sinful for you. The words I say would, would drive you insane. Whatever you do, if you're able to say, Baruch Atah Adonai, Malach HaOlam, Blessed are you, Lord, King of the universe. And if you're able to bring Him praise, then that's a pleasure that blesses our God. That's a pleasure that glorifies God. And if there's any pleasure that you're indulging in, in this life, or it's become a pattern, and you're unable to bless God with, that's a sinful pursuit. So if you're spending 13 hours in front of a computer, and you cannot say, God, thank you, you need to back off. If you're spending, you know, more than 40 hours at work, or even 40 hours at work, and you're unable to, and, and God is speaking to you and saying, hey man, this is not really a blessing, this is just something that you're striving on your own strength, repent from that. But whatever we pursue, man, if it's staying up late and hanging out with friends, and you're able to say like, God, thank you, blessed are you, Lord, for friends that you blessed me with, that's a good pursuit. The book of Ecclesiastes really challenges us in very practical ways. I know that every message I preach, I want to bring the gospel, and I want to tell you this, Jesus lived this out perfectly. He had bread with his disciples. Baruch atah Adonai. Thank you, Lord, for this bread. He broke it. When he blessed it, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples. He had the glass of wine. It says, when he had done the supper, he took the glass and he gave thanks and he gave it to his disciples. It says, there's a new covenant in my blood. you remember that? Did he enjoy the wife that he loves? You are the wife that he loves. We are his bride. You remember that in the book of Revelation? And it says, he gave his life for his bride. And now he calls us as husbands to love our wives the same way. Did he wear the garments of white? At the cross, they were casting lots for his threads. That's how cool it was. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store. 